0: Um, so one at a time we're going to take them into the pool and uh, the Bible tells us on the confession of our faith uh, is when we confess Jesus Christ as Lord Bible tells us something supernatural happens in that moment when a person confesses Jesus Christ as Lord what happens is the Bible tells us that we are supernaturally saved and made part of the family of God we, we leave the family of the, the world, that is the world that's in rebellion against God, and we join the family of God, we switch teams in a moment. In a glorious moment, we switch teams. In that moment, something happens within us where God comes to live within us by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, on confession of your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you become part of that family. And the first step in that family, the first thing, it's like an initiation, but it's really more powerful even than that. There's this prophetic statement that we make. There's this thing we do called baptism that confirms publicly in front of everybody that there is something that's happened supernaturally within us. So what we're doing here is outwardly expressing something powerful that's happened within us, okay? So, so baptism's kind of like the confirmation of what's already taken place within when that decision was made to make Jesus Christ Lord. Now, baptism's a picture of a couple of things. Firstly, it's a little bit like having a bath. <laughs> a little bit. You know, when you, if, if you have a bath, and I say if because I don't want to assume, but if you have a bath, um, <laughs> what's happening is the dirt you pick up As your day goes by, the dirt you pick up is washed away. And baptism is a little bit like a picture of the washing that takes place, but on the inside, okay? So just the dirt you pick up. Bible calls it sin. Probably heard that word. There's this sense in which every one of us has rebelled against God, has sinned, has gone our own way. We've acted selfishly. We've acted out of pride, we've acted stubbornly, we've acted in ways that we know aren't right and sometimes in things we don't know aren't right but we did them anyway. And so what happens is every one of us in the room is in that same boat in which we, the Bible would say, we're out of step with God and yet what happens in that beautiful moment is all that sin is forgiven and the baptism is a picture of being washed that lovely baptism is also a picture of what jesus has accomplished for us so when that person goes under the water and you saw it happen in liz's video as the person goes under the water it is sharing in or a picture of the death and burial of jesus christ but they don't stay down thankfully (laughs) that would would not be a good thing as they come up from the water is a picture of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and a prophetic picture that one day we will also rise with him over sin and death. Isn't that a brilliant? That's the good news. That's the story of Christianity. It, please, if you never hear anything else about Christianity, that's the main message here, is that Jesus came to rescue you, to get you back in the right team, to wash you, and to give you hope of a resurrection. Isn't that brilliant? Here's where Jesus got baptized in the Bible. We're going to read the verse. It's an interesting verse. Uh, Here we go. Oh, actually, I've not got it on the screen. Uh, When Jesus was baptized, I'll read it from my notes. It says this, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove upon him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love, with him I am well pleased. Did you catch that? This is my son, whom I love, with him I am well pleased. I want to talk about those three things for just two minutes. This is my son. Let's just clear up any confusion here. Some people think Jesus is all sorts of things. Did you know the Jehovah's Witnesses, they believe Jesus is an angel, in fact the angel Michael, on earth. That's what they believe. Mormons believe Jesus is the half-brother of Lucifer. Bit weird. (laughs) There's a tribe, an Indian-American tribe, that believe he is the buffalo calf of God. That's an interesting one. Some people believe he's a good man, a teacher, a prophet. People believe lots of things about Jesus, and there's lots of confusion out there. Who is Jesus? Let's clear up that confusion. In this passage, God says, this is my son. Jesus is the son of God, not part of God. He is God in flesh. God come to earth for you and I. Now, what's really cool about this is that the Bible tells us we can also become sons and daughters of God. And that when we make that decision to make Jesus Lord of our lives, we become part, not just of his team, but part of his family. And God says over every person getting baptized today, this is my son or this is my daughter. The most treasured identity you will ever have. What you need to know about the timing of Jesus' baptism is it came before he did anything. You know, he's not yet gone out and done any miracles He's not taught anything. He's not got a following. There's not a crowd going around behind Jesus. This is before he has gone into any kind of ministry, he is already a son. And you need to know this too. When you make that decision to become a child of God, that's your identity. Before you achieve anything, before you become anyone, before you try and get your identity from the things you do, before you try and achieve your identity from some sort of a pronoun or some sort of title, before you try and get your identity anywhere else, this is the identity that's the truest of you. This is my son. Everything else flows from that identity. You see, Jesus wasn't then spending three years trying to find himself, right? He's not going, oh, I'm still not sure who I am and I need to try a few things and get around a few groups and join a few clubs and then I'll find out who I am, right? No, no. Jesus knew I- I'm the son of God, I'm the son of God. Yeah. He's confident in his identity and out of that identity he was able to serve others and give to others. The reason he was able to focus on others so much is because he wasn't needing to focus on himself so much, right? I know who I am, yeah. now let me serve you. Yeah. I know who I am, now let me give. And that's the role of us as Christians, isn't it? That's like, that's what we do, I know I am, I'm a child of God, now let me serve you, isn't that cool, here's the next part of that passage, this is my son, whom I love, and I'll just reiterate that point I just made, Jesus has not yet done a thing, he has not earned, he's not done any miracles or any good things, and yet God says, I love you son, I love you son, isn't it often the case, certainly with religion it is. Where we work so hard to try and earn and appease and get God to kind of love us and be impressed and okay with us. So that when we get to that day, when we pass from this life to the next, we can go, God, look at everything I did. Surely that is worth me getting in. Here's my ticket in. It's what I did. This tells us, before you've done anything good or bad before you've served him, before you've done any ministry, before you've done anything good, you're loved. You serve from a place of being loved, not to be loved. You give from a place of love. You, you have the security as a Christian to know that 100% before, even if you don't do anything significant with your life from this day forward, let me tell you this. You are completely, 100% loved by God. You are a child of God. You are loved by God before you do anything. And everything we do flows out of who we are and that we are loved. It's not to try and gain it. Does that make sense? Last one. Whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. If you hadn't already heard it, got it, received it, and believed it, this is still before he's done anything. God's just pleased with him. The favor of God is upon him. And I think it's because while there's no yet outward activity, God sees his heart. And he's got a heart of faith. The Bible tells us it's impossible to please God without faith. The thing that's pleasing God about Jesus and the thing that pleases God about you and I is a heart of faith. Say it, a heart of? Faith. Faith is like these guys have just demonstrated to us so well. Our willingness to trust, to believe, to look up instead of looking in, to look up instead of looking down, to trust God in what he says And Jesus was a person and a man of faith, and God said, with whom I am well pleased. The reason I think the favor of God is on one church, Bristol, and one church, Cainsham, and one church, Gloucester, and just one church. Not because we're any different or any better than any other church. I think there's favor in this place because we're a people with faith. We're people who are willing to just trust in God, try stuff, take risks, listen to God, obey it, and see what happens. That's brilliant, isn't it? That's what it's all about. God says, With you I am well pleased, my favor is upon you. You may have noticed Jesus got baptized, and I talked earlier on about how baptism is a picture of being washed. And Jesus, the Bible tells us, Jesus didn't sin. Why did Jesus need to get baptized? Yeah? Why did Jesus need to get in there? Because he doesn't need to, 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 to be washed of his sins. You know, the truth is this he didn't need to be washed. But up until the point that Jesus got baptized, it was about washing. Jesus, when he got baptized, brought a whole new meaning to baptism. He almost became like the ultimate baptism. He became the fulfillment of baptism. He became the focus of baptism. He brought the meaning that we spoke about where we go under, the death, and came back up again, the resurrection. You see, up until Jesus got baptized, that wasn't the meaning at all it was just about washing. But then Jesus got baptized. It took on a whole nother level of meaning. Suddenly, the meaning of baptism is Jesus, the death and the resurrection, proclaimed, preached, taught in churches here and everywhere for 2,000 years after him. That message is still going out to planet earth today. Every time someone gets baptized, Jesus is the focus. Every time someone gets baptised, they're remembering, this is my son, whom I love, with whom I'm well pleased. Every time someone gets baptised, the good news that you don't have to be somebody or achieve something or become something, you're just loved because you're a child of God, is preached, and you get it preached today. Amen.